I speak to you in the name of the one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Epiphany. Epiphany challenges us to reflect on light, to think deeply about it, to take it, and mirror it to others. You could say it's one of the proper ways we could use to live out our faith as Christians. Jesus is the light of the world. But what does that mean? Scripture says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. So this is the last Sunday of our season of Epiphany. And in this season, we reflect on one of the main reasons why Jesus is here. To be a light. And the passage read earlier was from the Gospel of John, given to us at the start of Epiphany. It's the author's way of affirming Jesus as light and life, and eloquently connecting God and creation. As Advent prepares us for Christ coming into our lives, we celebrate his arrival at Christmas. Epiphany allows us to bask in his glow, to celebrate the spectrum of ways that Jesus is like. Now, for example, we may immediately draw a comparison by noting that Jesus can also cast out darkness and show us the way. However, he's much more, including a beacon that directs us to God and saves us from potential danger. In him, all will be revealed. And life will look so much brighter. Now, early philosophers have coined a term called divine illumination, emphasizing that human thought needs to happen with divine grace. Now, notably, Augustine commented on the concept by saying, the mind needs to be enlightened by light from the outside or from outside itself so it can participate in truth because it is not itself the nature of truth. Well, our gospel for today provides some insight through the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. In this significant milestone of the gospel of Mark, Jesus takes a few of his disciples up onto the mountaintop where he is seen differently his clothes become exceedingly bright. And at that moment, they knew that it was Jesus, but something was different. Like many mountaintop experiences, you know, we are witnesses to an intersection of God and humanity. And Jesus has done a lot in his three years, but there are a few significant milestones in Jesus' life. 
Now, following his baptism, the transfiguration comes next and sets up the events that lead to his death and resurrection. Now, although a milestone, this event was not entirely for Jesus, but rather his disciples. As Jesus is seen in a new light, God says, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Peter sees Moses and Elijah, and everybody else is kind of scared at this time. And as Peter sees Moses and Elijah, he feels the need to speak to this awkward silence. Of course, in typical Peter fashion, he kind of goes in without thinking. And he says, wow, this is wonderful to be here. Maybe we should build houses, shrines to Elijah, to Moses, and to Jesus. And instead of actually thinking about what's happening and what's going on, instead of Peter seeing Jesus with Moses and Elijah and noticing that Jesus is representing a bridge that connects both the law and the prophets, he just kind of goes on his own. And as he goes on his own, he thinks that this should actually be kept in this particular space. But we all know that Jesus' ministry was not like that. Jesus' ministry sought to prepare people to go out into the world, not to keep them silent. Of course, God had other plans and reminds them of who was present and what they ought to do. And Paul is able to articulate what was happening and provides a more fitting response. Now, I can imagine the church in Corinth sharing some similarities with the disciples as they're both experiencing some type of anxiety from what they're seeing and experiencing. For Paul, he's addressing his community with these concerns and offers up this encouragement. His letter says, For it is God who said, Light will shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. In context, Paul continues to talk about what we have received from God, what we have received that we still carry, this treasure, this light that we receive is given to the people. In the presence of these disciples, though, it's given to them for their hearts and for their minds and reveals God's love in a way that was never done before. So we are here not only to praise God, but to take what has been given to us, to inwardly digest it, and to spread it throughout the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And as we are made in the image of God, we too are to be a reflection of that light. Epiphany helps us to remember that so that we can shine. So today is a special day. Not just because it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's the last Sunday of Epiphany. And as the last Sunday of Epiphany, it's pretty significant. 
A little later on in this service, we will commission our vestry officers, members, and wardens. They are tasked with taking the light of Christ and discerning how to use it. They discern how to use it in service and how to reflect it to the community and the people for whom they serve. Early at our 9 a.m. service, we welcome Leonora and Henry into the body of Christ through holy baptism. And at their baptism, they receive the candle that bears the light from the Paschal candle, a light of new fire celebrated and shared from the celebration of Christ's resurrection. And the literal light that they receive is the same light that we too were given at our baptism. And so together we continue to share as we renew our baptismal covenant at that service. And thinking about baptisms here, it's no coincidence that one of the traditions at St. John's for baptism is that we sing a song, a song called, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light. It helps us strengthen what we learn in Epiphany and throughout the year. It helps our relationship with God and affirms Christ's holy transfiguration. We're challenged to live into the words of that song, especially when we affirm, in him there is no darkness at all. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. And so we pray, shine in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.